let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Do's Poir podcast for Eurovision Forever. Yet another week, but we're getting pretty close to the end. My name is Jack. This is Liz. Woo! I don't have the COVID! Woo! Just rubbing it in there. How good is it? How good is that feeling? When you when you test and you pr- you're like you're going through that whole feeling and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then it's clear. Mm-hmm. Best feeling in the world. I I have been working from home as much as as basically they will let me, and then a few days more. Uh, just my uh, my day job. The one day I go in, an absolute insert salty nickname of your country here decides to come in with a, <coughs> and I walked in just as she <coughs> like at me aggressively at me and straight away I'm like that's it I'm gonna get sick whatever this is I bet you it's the COVID um I I showered and rinsed myself straight away but still like the sore throat started then the runny nose started and then the sneezing started and I'm like that's it Mm -hmm. it's I've got some weird COVID monkeypox but it turns out I had a sniffle yeah Cool. I'm glad you didn't get that very famous, very common monkeypox COVID monkeypox hybrid that's absolutely definitely going around. I was waiting and I was like, I'm going to start throwing my poo any second. Didn't happen, thankfully. (laughs) Didn't happen. (laughs) Thank God I get to leave that sentence in the past and move past it, except then I have to edit it and then I'll probably (laughs) listen to the episode anyway. So I'm stuck with that three times as many times as I'd like to be. Great news. I'm just going to break oh. this down. So this week is the first episode of Yugoslavia. Next week is where episode two for Yugoslavia. This is for everyone out there listening, just so you know where we're at. Oh, we're there. Because you guys know we're winding down the end of Eurovision forever. So It will never end. Not winding it down. But it will never end. I would Don't never say end, that. Literally. It will never end. But with that said, we are at the last two countries of Eurovision Unless, you know, Yemen decides to join in the next week or two. Uh, or Zambia or Zimbabwe. So, or look, a couple of countries could split. What if Germany decides to split into three or four countries? Well, wouldn't they be further up the list? No, we'd still yeah. have to cover them anyway. But they haven't been to Eurovision yet. Mm. What would we have to review? Anyway, not the point. Here's where <laughs> we're going we're gonna to walk you through what's left. So, Yugoslavia part one this week. Yugoslavia part two next week. Then five whole weeks Ooh. of Liz's absolute favorite country, the United Kingdom. Oh, look. Then a no. couple of weeks mm. for 2021 yeah. in review, couple of weeks for 2022 in mm. review, and that's it. We'll have to find something else to talk about. <laughs> so you've got maybe three more months of Eurovision forever, and I think. And then Eurovision 2023 begins. Exactly. Well, do you? the uk will actually take five weeks is it gonna take five weeks for us to just give three zeros <laughs> uh i you know what you will be you might be pleasantly well you won't be pleasantly surprised but everyone out there listening you might be presently presently 
You might be pleasantly surprised by some of the scores. Not from Liz. You already know what's coming. Oh, look, I I don't know. Are we going to be impressed? Are we going to be excited? Do I need to stand up to deliver my zero points? If it if it's if it's driving interest for the next mm. few weeks, I love it. Let's bring the tension. Let's bring the suspense. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, that um, is, but that's not where we are. That is true. There are some countries who might get some minus points. Yes, few countries. A few artists, shall we say, <laughs> that might get some minus points. I was about to say, there's one country left after tonight. <laughs> like, who could it be? Anyway, all right, let's just roll along. Let's keep going because we're not in the UK yet. We are in Yugoslavia. They entered 27 Eurovision contests, four top five results, 11 top 10 results, one winner, and one null point. Wow, that's really a bit of everything, isn't it? It's a bit of a mix. And here's a little fun little fact mm. to go with it. of Because obviously Yugoslavia was made up of the modern-day states of Croatia, Bosnia, Macedonia, Serbia, uh, Montenegro. I could see you freaking out going, if I forget even one, there will be angry tweets. I'm less worried about forgetting one and more worried about accidentally putting a country that wasn't in Yugoslavia <laughs> into Yugoslavia. <laughs> you know, being like, good old Greece in Yugoslavia. Like, that would that would get me mm-hmm. absolutely hate mailed. Anyway. Of all of the constituent countries that made up Yugoslavia, 50% of mm. all Yugoslavian entries were sent by Croatian artists. Thus, Croatia, oh, oh. the current country of Croatia, Zagreb, their capital, was where uh, Yugoslavia hosted Eurovision after they won it. So there you go. A little bit of a fun fact. Croatia pulling most of the weight for Yugoslavia. Was Okay, was that just the pe- was that just because, you know, traditional Croatian people were the only people interested in Eurovision or <laughs> I don't know. That's so weird. It just seemed to be every year they were like, what are the Croatians doing? What are the Croatians doing? Get them over here. Get them over here now. No one else got a shot. Is that what ultimately led to all the countries? Like, if you try to read the history of Yugoslavia, it's all about, oh, look, and they were communists, and then there was a revolution, and then there was, like, economic dismay. Did it really come down to the Croatians just cracking a shit because they were sick of, like, losing all this, like, you know, Eurovision street cred. Yeah, exactly. Croatia, like, came out guns blazing, like, whoa, this is all about us, guys. I, if you want to leave, I mean, now's the time to do it because you're not getting a look in around here. <laughs> uh, I think that could have been it. I don't know. I'm not a historian, except I kind of have a degree in it. Anyway, tell us a little bit about, this is fun. This is one of the few times. Mm. In fact, I think it might be the, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe mm. the only time that you're going to tell us about a country that no longer exists at the Eurovision Song Contest. How crazy is that? It's a little, I feel like David Attenborough, where we're talking about some long forgotten dinosaur. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we have just find the fossilized eggs of like little Yugoslavia, like washed up onto the shore. (laughs) Well, the thing is, Yugoslavia wasn't actually that, Tiny, okay. Roughly, you know, estimate how many people do you think were in Yugoslavia? Roughly. See, now this is too hard because you've got to look at all the countries mm-hmm. that are no longer Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. figure out how many people are in them, put them together, figure out if the populations have gone up or down, mm-hmm. and then I have no idea. I'm going to say something like as. At its peak, at its zenith. 18 million people. 
Oh, this is why you're not in the finance department anymore. Damn you're it. no Angela Merkel. Oh, my Lord. $24 million approximately. Wow, big country. That's a lot. Well, when you consider it was like a clown car, how many other countries were like stuffed were crammed it? into this one? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, of course, it's it, it, for anyone who doesn't know, if you're kind of interested like Yugoslavia, oh, my Lord, make sure you have a cup of tea and some toast when you sit down to read the history of Yugoslavia. Oy, 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 oy. Um, it comes into existence after sort of World War One, and uh, someone basically went, look, let's just like mash all these countries together. Um, you guys all kind of talk the same. Why don't you all live together? Yeah, That'll work perfectly. Yeah. This couldn't possibly go wrong. There were some days where it went very, very well. There are other days it went horribly, horribly <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> Without talking about any bad things, I think that's the best way that we can sum up Yugoslavia. There were some very, very good days. There were some very, very dark days. Um, you know what? I've got to admit, there was that weird, awkward time where, like, at the Olympics, you couldn't just say, I'm going to pop off to, like, Macedonia for the weekend. You had to, oh, I've got to mm. pop off to the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. Oh, Macedonia. Thank God they figured that one out because that was a mouthful. Oh, that was that was just too much. And even at the Olympics, they'd always have to put the FYR Macedonia. Yeah, but it did give the really fun acronym FIROM. I'm like, where are you going on holiday? Oh, I'm just off to FIROM. You may never have heard of it. It's a beautiful, not an island. It's actually just the northern part of, I'm not going to say the northern part of Greece because I'll get even more hate mail than I'd get from the Yugoslavian fans. Isn't it? I thought a FIROM was something you paid for in Thailand. <laughs> I think those are illegal now because of COVID. Ah, well, yeah, no, good point, mm. good point. But you know mm. what I did find? Do you know where they got the word Yugoslavia from, according to the World Wide Webs? Oh, according to the World Wide Webs, it could be anything. Um, uh, it's got the word Slavia in it, so I think it's like the Slavic people, right? Is that that's part of it? Oh of my course. god! Look at your big brain go! Da -da -da -da. I thought that was just really obvious. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, fine. Well, stuff you. Yeah, of course, everyone knows that. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just no, to give I you mean, a moment. Yeah, fine. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Let's try no, it again. No, it's too late. No, I've moved on. Oh. I've moved on. You can't have it. Oh, I was yeah. trying to give you a compliment, but no, you have issues. I do I do tend to step all over those, don't I, like you, an idiot? <laughs> well, you, you, you normally don't get them, so, you know. I know. I'm not used to I don't know how to handle them. <laughs> It's it's about the only thing you don't know how to handle. Wait. Hello. Basically, okay, yeah. It's created by the combination of two Slavic words. Uh, yug, which translates as south. <laughs> <laughs> and uh -huh. Slavi, which is like the Slavs. So it translates as basically it was the word South Slavs, which kind of sounds like a slur, to be honest. I guess, well, I guess if the Russians were the Northern Slavs, you know then <laughs> the Southern Slavs, yeah, I get, it makes sense as a, as a name. It does. You know, it's, uh, but the thing is, I was reading, apparently there's some people who want Yugoslavia to come back because they had their most happiest times in Yugoslavs and they still identify as Yugoslavs. 
which I guess has got to be. Can you imagine just like walking around with, like with your Yugoslavian dollar? Like, no, I'm Yugoslavian. And everyone's <laughs> just like, take it. Take my dollar. Get out take of my America. dollar. Oh, my God. You know what? Russia might take it at the moment. <laughs> I reckon they might. Isn't it funny? Because they went through all of that crap just to get Yugoslavia together. Then they went even through more oh. crap to get Yugoslavia apart. And now one guy's like, you know what was really great? We the first time we did it. Back together now. This yeah. would be great. <laughs> It's like the Spice Girls. You can't do it. You can't get them all back anymore. It's not going to happen. The magic is gone. Oh, look. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100% true. 100% true. Well, that and Posh just doesn't want to anymore. She's a little too good for them now, I think. I heard that she made more money from not going on the tour than she made if she went on the tour. I don't know how that works. Oh, she's a a Beckham now. We're not meant to know how it works. That's true. It's, it's oh little, my god! It's a little economy. I once watched a documentary on Beckham. Oh my god! He like he doesn't wear t-shirts more than once. You know those white t-shirts. The company just like ships them in by like the hundreds, and he just peels off the package and wears them. That is some billionaire bullshit. I, I hate that. And the removalist guys who like delivered, like moved his stuff. He's like, hey, what shoe size is everybody? I just gave everybody like these like $300 sneakers because he just had like oh, well, that's nice. a million pairs <laughs> in his Oh, shed. that's less nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I feel anymore. So should we just move on <laughs> from the Beckhams and into Yugoslavia at Eurovision? Oh my God. It's like we've started the history of Eurovision or ever. We've already covered royalty. Um, I know. Yeah. It's quite crazy. All right, 1961 is where Yugoslavia made their debut at Eurovision with the artist Liljana Petrovic with the song Neke Davne Žveđe, Some Ancient Stars, which finished eighth. Three from Austria, two from France, and one's from Denmark, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and the UK. And first things first, I forget how much I love the stage in 1961 because it's just like a grand staircase that worked. <laughs> hint, hint, Italy. Just, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. What did you think? Oh my lord! Yeah, Italy's never allowed to host again. No, nope, um, never again. We're all still, we're all still very angry, very, very yeah. angry. Oh, um, I mean, how long did they have to get that stage right? But anyway, that's that's. Oh, a year, point. a year, ages. Oh my lord! Well. This song, basically the song title, it translates as Some Ancient Stars. And you know what? Some Ancient Stars are as dull and depressing as this song. (laughs) Some stars become black holes and suck life from the universe much like this song. If I had to release an album called Music to be Depressed by this would be on it. What did you think? Well, I thought it was, of course it's a chanson. It's 1961. That's all there was. You know, we're still in those early days where it's so hard to judge songs from this era because so little happened. Like Mm. you can't compare this to Chanel and slow-mo and both of her ass cheeks out and just just sweeping up the televote like there's no tomorrow. Isn't that literally what we're doing though? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying how hard our job is and you guys should give us money. So hard. In order to keep doing it. Oh. There you go, see? A little nice. ad for it. It was nice, but 
but there's not too much to say. Song six, performance five, fashion is six. I liked it. It got a 17. Yeah, I was not too excited. Song four, performance four, fashion though, 5.5. That is a 13 and a half from you. And it is a pass from us. Damn 35. it. 35.5. Uh, I can't even talk tonight. Takes us to 1962. Lola Novakovic with the song Nepali Svetla Us Sumrak. Wow. We, we did not get easier on the languages the further in we went. <laughs> this one translates to Don't Turn On The Lights At Dusk and finished... A pretty solid fourth. Three from France and Italy, two from Sweden, and one's from Belgium and Finland. What did you think? Oh, this song has a real sexy, 60, sort of classy swingers cocktail party vibe. That's why they're telling you not to turn the lights on. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that. You know what, my weird criticism with this, though, and it's going to be repeated by some other performers. For me, it's weird. She just keeps looking directly up, like just up, like she's in a Agatha Christie murder mystery waiting for like a murderous stage light to drop on her or something. Like the last three performers were killed by dropping studio lights. So she has to, you know, oh. Stay at full attention. I don't, it just, it irritates me. Is it just me or have we had this conversation before <laughs> about people looking out for killer lights falling from above? I'm like, not- is, is that me? Am I getting deja? Anyway, I I really like this one. I think it was an entire performance, even with just one cameraman. Like, Lola has put so much emotion into her face, mm-hmm. which might be why she's all like, oh, I better look up to sell the emotions, you know, rather than it, like, She's just bored. No, but it's not like looking up. It's like she's in like the conjuring and she's trying to do that trick where you like, you know, you like, you know, you you move your eyeballs. So it's just the white of your eyes and it's really freaky. It's like yeah, she's, the undertaker thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's trying to. I don't know. I thought I just felt like maybe she was overacting, but I could feel the emotion in every note that she was doing. I really love this one. I thought be- everything was beautiful in this one, but it has reminded me. Do you know who had the most bored face in the history of Eurovision during their performance? Uh, me watching Damien. Good burn. Set you up for that one. Knocked it out of the park. No. Do you remember France Goal, who won for Luxembourg with <gasps> and then Kathy Kirby knocked her out um, backstage? Yes, yes. I like that that gets more aggressive every time we tell it. She's like, <laughs> oh, she hit her. And now she's like, she decked her in the face, broke her. Oh, door. she went full Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. But um, France goal, she just looks so disinterested. She's like, I was watching that back a few days ago. Mm. I just thought of it. Anyway, um, I love this song. Not France goal. This one by Lola Novakovic. Song nine, performance eight, fashion a six for a 23. I think it was pretty decent effort. Nice. Well, and, and th- I mean, you would have that much like, you know, passion in your performance as well if you were desperately searching the crowd for your eye drops. Uh, song six, <laughs> performance, and fashion both get fives. So still a 16 from you, plus my 23 is a 39 out of 60. And moving right along, 1963, Vice Vukov with the song Brodovi, which means ships and finished 11th in the contest. Two from Spain and one from France. And there's a little bit of our favourite... <gasps> Controversy, controversy, controversy. Now, a few years after his Eurovision performance, Vice was branded a Croatian nationalist in the wake of this little event called the Croatian Spring. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was a movement that kind of sought greater autonomy within Yugoslavia mm-hmm. for mostly Croatia, but it was picked up by the other states as well. Croatia was going, hey, we're carrying all the weight at Eurovision. Could we, like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here? Probably not what it was about. But it was put down by Tito and his forces, and the associated people were arrested and blacklisted. Oh. Vice was alleged to be part of this movement, and his apartment was raided in 1972. But he wasn't there. He was actually right here in Australia touring at the time. And oh. someone called him up and went, hey, um, don't come back for a while, okay? They don't like you. And so he fled to France and came back to Yugoslavia in 1976, but because he'd been blacklisted, his music never took off again. He just oh. kind of, he could never regain what he had before. He did run for office after the fall of Yugoslavia and was elected to the Croatian parliament in 2003. But there's just so much that this is why Yugoslavia is such an interesting country at Eurovision because there's so much behind every part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I just find it really interesting. And that's, that's just one bit of Yugoslavia's story at Eurovision. Wow. Although I'm a bit, I'm a bit, little bit of me is a little bit of insulted. If he wanted to sort of, you know, why, why did he rush to France? Why didn't he like ask for, you know, I'm, why didn't he stay in Australia? That I don't have the answer. I I can't help but feel a little bit, you know, like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a refugee. I need to claim status. I'll just get on my plane and fly to France. Stuff you made. Are you jilted? Stuff Are you, you. jilted I'm, yes, by I'm this? Jilted? What's wrong with us? What's oh fine? You didn't Nothing. use us for your little tour. We're just your little tour plaything. Ooh, come by my. How t-shirt. did you manage to turn this against him? I don't understand how we got here. We we've been used. I just feel like we were lied to as a country. I'm just saying we were good for a few nights. You know, few nights for his tour, but apparently not good enough for for forever. Oh, this feels like projecting at this point, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the song? Oh, my Lord. If this song is about ships, how much does he want to be on ship, Elvis? <laughs> He's got so much product in that hair as well. Uh, like It looks like Vegemite is just like covering his scalp. Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's what I really took from this. Um Man wanted to be ill. I could see why he would have, you know what, he would have done well in Australia. I think the ladies and a few of the gentlemen would have been lined up. Still so jilted. Um, <laughs> still just so bitter. Ready to be used and discarded for France. <laughs> he has a lovely voice and I think it's a song that had a lot of potential, but it doesn't land like their entry in 1962 did for me. Mm-hmm. He looks lovely, except for that Vegemite hair. Um But I do love a good stage wander in the 1960s, you know, when they're just like, hey, I can't dance, I can't form a band, but I can go for a a quick meander around the stage. Yeah, I can look at that that mobile. Hey, what's behind this? Yeah. What's what's behind this pole? I wonder. Oh, oh, I'll just flick through this magazine. Exactly. Mm. It was art. It was art back in the day, (laughs) back in the cave drawing era. Song seven, performance six, fashion a seven for a 20. I like it, but I wasn't in love as you. I was holding out for the real thing. Someone who'd love me forever. Vibes across the board. <laughs> for 15 from you and a 35 between us. 1964, it's Sabahidin Kurt with the song Je Vote Je 
Shklopio Krug. Life has come full circle. Unfortunately, this one has finished last oh. with a null point. And we will never know exactly why this got a null point because Denmark bloody lost the footage. We get to this every time we get to 1964. 1964, bloody Denmark. 2002, Latvia sucks. Oh. It's just part of the law around here. What did you think? Oh, love came, but apparently Europe didn't straight to the bottom <laughs> of the pile. I actually don't mind this. I'm I'm sad this came last. I agree with you. It certainly doesn't sound like it should have come dead last. It's lovely. So clearly they did something offensive on the stage. What's it? Burned the Danish flag or something. Yeah, there's something we're like, I don't know why this possibly couldn't come last. One day someone get like finds hidden footage and he's just like punching a chicken in the face. And we're like, oh, yeah. oh. This is not the time for necrophilia, Yugoslavia. <laughs> and we'll never know. We'll never know if that's blasphemy, libel, whatever you want to throw at us. We'll never know. It's not our fault we're making ludicrous, outrageous allegations. And you know what? I like to think somebody, somebody would have done a podcast episode about that time necrophilia happened in Eurovision. Oh, no, I've just given you free leeway to go on about this, haven't I? <laughs> oh, my God, that's what we thats what we do three months from now. We do, like, the top 100 <laughs> moments of Nick Fillion. <laughs> 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 Number one, Umbleberg Company. <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> How do you go back from this? <laughs> Number two, DJ Bobo's career. <laughs> you've, you've always got to, I'm just moving past it. You've always got to give fives. Per, per, per. <laughs> I can't. I can't get past it. You've always got to give fives for performance and fashion for 1964 because we can't really rate it either way. Are you prepared now, but- honestly, to give it five for performance just, just in case? I have to, Liz. I can't prove it either way. This song has a very it has a very sweet melody and he's got a good voice, so I've given straight fives for a fifteen. Well, I just want it on the record. I give this performance a zero. I just I don't condone this. <laughs> no, I want that on the record, but I guess for statistical purposes, we'll just make it fives across the board. After all that and that very weird twist and turn we took, that is a 30 from us, which means we passed it. Though we are not endorsing whatever may or may not have happened on stage for Yugoslavia in 1964. Definitely not endorsing this. Or maybe we are. Maybe he, like, rescued baby birds from, like, slaughterhouses. We don't know. That's why we've got to balance it out. 1965. Let's just... Just block it off. It was Vinka Vukov. Like a Yugoslavian from a cemetery. <laughs> Just block it's Vichy Vukov again with the song Cessna Longing. It finished 12th, getting one from France and one from Portugal. And the one time in the history of Eurovision that Italy hosted and didn't absolutely fuck it up. What did you think about this one? Um, look, the guy can really sing. And, like, I don't think his songs are that bad. They're just not showstoppers. Like, it mm. doesn't matter how good your voice is. You can only do so much 
with what you have. So he can sing. They're just not winning songs. He's got a great voice. He's got a great face. Consistently strong entries. Come on, Europe. He just melts charisma. Song eight, performance seven, fashion a seven for a 22. I like Vichy much more than they did. Oh, look, I just went fives across the board. God, you're so indifferent to Yugoslavia. Well, it's not that I'd be different. Well, finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I am indifferent. Oh God! Tonight's going off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. Nine. I'm sorry, I'm still at I'm still at sixty four. I know you are. I should have used any other word in that sentence. Nineteen sixty six. Berta Ambrosch with Brej Beshed. No words. Finishing seventh, and that's exactly what I want from you about nineteen sixty four. No words. Five from the UK, three from Germany, and one from Finland. This was Britain's favorite that year. What? Blows my mind. What did you think? Oh, look, it's a solid performance, but if it's, I don't know, 12 from the UK, now I've got to think about it. They don't, they don't have very well, not 12, the, the 12 equivalent, five, five from the UK. Oh. Is that better or worse? Worse. Look, I think this is, I think this is a, another solid performance from Yugoslavia. Um, look, I gave it fives across the board. At least this, Oh, shock horror. At least this time they're, you know, they're giving a solid performance, but they're not ending up last. So, you know, baby steps. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta take your little victories, don't you? I think the very start of this one sounds like Oh Canada. <laughs> like the Canadian national anthem. Oh Canada, oh Canada. Sort of like that, yes. And I actually love it. I would I would vote for the Canadian National Anthem. Probably more than I would actually vote for this because it's another charismatic close-up, but, like, I'm waiting for a wide shot where someone from Yugoslavia does something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd give my full points to Viche before I gave it to this. It's fine. Ooh. She looks a lot like a young Princess Anne, which is not necessarily... Not necessarily an insult, not necessarily a compliment, but not a big favourite for me. Song four, performance five, fashion a four for a 13. Oh. 28 between us and not a pass. No. That takes us to 1967 and the further we get chronologically, the safer I feel that we're not going to backslide into you-know-what. Lado Leskova with Vše Roše Sveta, All the Flowers of the World, finishing eighth. Two from Spain, one's from Belgium, France, Italy, Luxembourg, and Portugal. And this is all about Trumpet Man, right? All about Trumpet Man. Oh, my God. That and the fact that Phil Dumphy is representing Yugoslavia. (laughs) It's a modern family reference if anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah, no, I think everyone got it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we... Look, this whole thing, let's just get to the real, like, crux of this issue. Everything is about that tie. I have never seen a tie like that. (laughs) I am. I'm in love with this tie. I think it's fantastic. That's the star for me. Yeah, absolutely. See, I'm all about Trumpet Man. I think it's another handsome man representing Yugoslavia with an ostensibly lovely song. But I just love it when it cuts to that trumpet guy and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. My mother sent me to trumpet school in the snow, the Yugoslavian snow, so I could have this moment. And he does not fuck it up. He nails it. He's amazing. So, song six, performance five, fashion of five, 16 from me. 
Yugoslavia quite middling for me. Look, I gave the song and performance both got fives, but oh my God, that tie gets an eight. The tie. The tie gets an eight. tie gets an eight. I love that tie. It's all about the tie. That's an 18 from you. Mm -hmm. Plus my 16. It's a 34. We're back on the passing side. And it takes us to 1968. Luci Caperso and Hamo Hajdahodjik. Yes, I can say that. With Yedendan, one day, finishing seventh. Three from Ireland, one from Austria, Belgium, Luxembourg, Portugal, and Spain. Now, these two usually performed as the group Dubravaki Trubaduri, but Eurovision had that band ban. Band band. Am I saying that right? It had the a band, band, band on bands. Mm-hmm. The band band. The you know what the I mean. The band band had it hadn't been disbanded. The the <laughs> the the band band had not been disbanded. Oh, okay. So it was still in place in 1968. So they performed under their individual names. They're doing the same thing. They just had to change their name. I don't quite get it. What did you What did you think? Well, of course, this is the year that we jumped to colour. Oh, my Lord. Simple words will never do this performance justice. Is this the one you've been excited about all week? Oh, my Lord. Okay, when people say the words gay abandon, this is literally, this is literally (laughs) what I picture in my mind. Okay, picture men for some reason in what, 12th century Shakespearean leotards and flutes? Absolutely, yes. And they're they're very close. They sing very, very close. And then someone, (laughs) he pops out his little flute from his little pocket. He does. He pops a flute. He does pop a flute on you. It reminds me of that scene from, oh, my God, you know that Orpheal, like, like alien Prometheus or Covenant mm-hmm. or whichever one it was, the remakering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where Michael Fassbender gets awfully close to Michael Fassbender, hands him a flute and says, you just blow, I'll do the fingering. This is what I picture. Have you ever seen a movie a second person bought a ticket to? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my. And I hated them. I- Absolute, I hated I hated Prometheus and Covenant. They're terrible. Don't go see them. Good. Anyway. No, I agree. Oh, awful, awful, awful films. Um, but, oh, my Lord, this – I don't understand how this one isn't like a cult classic. How did I not know about this? This is spectacular. This is one of those beautiful moments of Eurovision where you're just looking at it and you're like, I don't know why – I don't understand why any of these decisions were made – simultaneously coupled with these are the greatest decisions that have ever been made that led to this moment. (laughs) See, like at the start of it, you're absolutely right about the outfits. It is so 1480s, you know, like they're just about them and their merry band are off to the forests Mm -hmm. of Nottingham or something like that. And the start of the song really felt like green sleeves, you know. Oh, yes. And I was like, what is this from Yugoslavia? But it felt out of place for me. You know, I was like, this is a Eurovision entry. This isn't like the medieval fair. You know what it is? I think and yeah. it just happened to be sheer coincidence. The last movie I had watched before I sat down to watch like these sort of collection of songs was I had just watched Mel Brooks' Robin Hood Prince in Tights. 
<laughs> so for anyone who's seen that film, so they just came out in my mind. I'm just like, we're manly men. We're man in tights, tights, tights. Yeah, that absolutely influenced you here. I, I like the flute solo. I like it, but not for Eurovision. <gasps> it did grow on me, though. Song five, performance five. You're going to hate me. This is the end. Fashion a one for an 11. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. Is that Lorene's Revenge calling? I didn't. Re- oh, wow. I didn't realize you hate the gays. Oh, my God. Wow. What have they ever done for me other than love me, adopt me, raise me? And give me Absolutely Fabulous, starring Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley. That's true. Oh, my Lord. Mm. I think this is amazing. And this is 100% Eurovision. This is the reason we come to Eurovision. Bat shit crazy like this. I love it. This is eights across the board every day. Oh, wow. I had literally already written down 30 out of 30 (laughs) from you. So now I have to redo my maths. (laughs) 24 from you plus my 11 is a 35, so it passes, but divided us a bit, that one. Oh, my Lord. You know what? It wouldn't get a lot of passes in the forest. Woo! (laughs) Well, you couldn't if you tried, could you? 1969, Ivan and 4M with the song Pozdrav Svietu, Hello World. 13th. Three from Portugal, one's from Belgium and Spain. Hello, world. Goodbye points. What did you think? The thing that really blew me away is I remember watching Superman 2 where General Zod uh, ends up on Earth and then begins his quest for world domination. Mm -hmm. The thing is, when I was watching that movie, I don't remember the bit where he takes time off to go and compete for Yugoslavia (laughs) at Eurovision. (laughs) I don't remember that. And you know what? I'm a bit disappointed. I think it would have improved the film greatly. (laughs) Greatly. Greatly. Yes. Greatly. But you know what bugs me about this? There is more of this looking up. Looking up. Like, what's up there? What's up there? I want to stretch my neck. I want to look into the TV just to see what is up there. Is it Superman? If it's Henry Cavill in some tight pants, (laughs) I get it. Otherwise, why are you looking at... There's nothing up there that's interesting. Connect with your audience, not the camera guy. Exactly. I totally agree with you on the performance. It's just just off, isn't it? It doesn't feel like it's... I don't know what it is, but I do want to go back to the fashion because... They are dressed like they've just been elected Lord Mayor of somewhere. You know when you get elected Lord Mayor and you get that stupid chain? Yes. The big gold? Yeah, it looks like that to me. So, yeah. I don't think the other three M's get much of a look in. So it's kind of just Ivan and... Three meh. Yeah, exactly. The three meh as well. So, yeah, not memorable. He just says hello in a couple of languages. Song three, performance three, fashion a three. I like a good Lord Mayor for a nine. As disappointed with this song, like I think it does take a while to start up, but you know I like the idea. It's trying to be inclusive and shit. Um, I give the song five, performance five, and you know what? Because I'm very happy that he has become mayor. Five point five. <laughs> five point five. For fifteen and a half from you plus my nine is a twenty four point five. Not a pass there nah. for Yugoslavia. And takes us into 1970. Eva Sershin with Pretty Dala Tibom Sviet. Come, I'll give you a flower. Finished 11th, only getting points from the United Kingdom and only getting four of them. What did you think? Oh, 
Oh, well, it has. Can we talk about that terrible wig she's wearing? It's like she is trying to smuggle a blonde Afghan hound through customs on her head. (laughs) It looks like she just walked out of a washing machine, right? It's too big. It's too out of control. I just, and you can't see half of her face. It's just consumed. She is more (laughs) wig than performer at this stage. She's wearing Cousin It on her head. Absolutely. 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 Just cut out like half an eye hole. It's, I don't, what? (laughs) What? Maybe they were trying to distract her from the god awful dress she was wearing. Oh, I liked the dress. Oh my God. Look at us. I didn't mind the dress at all. I thought the song was a bit baby talk. Mm. You know, Mm. it was a bit like, I don't speak. I don't want to, I don't want to name drop the wrong language here, but mathematically I've got a 50% chance of getting it right. If I say Croatian. So (laughs) (laughs) what that language that may have been Croatian at Eurovision, I would not accept a flower from Eva. No, I love the dress though. I do. I do. What a, just a poor choice of song, song three performance two, fashion, a seven for a 12. Yeah, look, I just gave it threes across the board. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen on the Eurovision stage, but it's about the worst thing I've seen from Yugoslavia so far. Well, besides besides what happened. Technically, you didn't see it, so yeah. it doesn't count. 21 <laughs> from the pair of us, 1971. Krunoslav Slabinac with Tvoj your boy is sad. Your boy is me. Uh, finished 14th in the final. Seven from Germany, sixes from France, Spain, and Austria, and fives from Ireland, Italy, and Norway. And where can you start with this except the outfit? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It is Fabulous. This is so Liberace at Eurovision. Mm-hmm. It's theatrical. He is very charismatic. He's dressed not to the nines, but to the twelves. <laughs> and I, I just, I can no longer be a sad boy after watching this performance. I cannot recommend this one enough. It's fabulous. Oh my God. Yeah. It has this real cool 70s sort of, you know, I'm a detective kind of vibe to it. <laughs> you know, it's like he's the Slavic shaft. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is such a good way of summing it up. I just, I think it's really great. You know, the song is fine. It got a five. I'm not here or there on the song. The performance, though, gets an eight because he has a lot of energy. And like I said, he's not dressed to the nines. He is dressed to the 12 for fashion for a 25 from me. Nice. Oh, look, I gave song 7.5, performance 7.5. Fashion and eight. Oh, yes, for a 23 out of 30 from you. And our new favourite of the night, quite easily, on a 48 out of six. We didn't even talk about it that much, but you don't need to talk about it. You just need to see it. Go out. Watch Yugoslavia 1971. You'll feel it. You'll oh, feel yeah, it you'll feel there. it in your pants. Absolutely. 1972, Teresa Kesevaya with the song Musica IT, Music and You, finishing ninth. Nine from Monaco, eight from Belgium, Luxembourg, and Spain, and a seven from Germany. I feel like Yugoslavia have really stuck to one style for most of their time at Eurovision. Like, up till now, Mm. Yugoslavia have definitely been in a very specific mode. Yeah. And this kind of just feels like the next extension of it. What did you think? Oh, no, I love this. I'm sort of – I'm getting behind this. I know where they're going. I think it's got – it's got a good vibe to it. It's got a good build up. And I love, love, love that skirt she's wearing. Mm, mm, 
Golden. No, I didn't. I think it's in the same vein, but I don't think it was in any way bad. I mean, the, her stunning voice is on display here and yeah. it's just a centerpiece for all of this. Gorgeous skirt. Gorgeous skirt. And a decent little bop. One of the better recent offerings, I think. Yeah. In this style, which you can definitely say 1971 was not in this style. Um, definitely deserve better than ninth as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like the last couple of years, I just, I feel like, yeah, Yugoslavia has finished a lot lower than they should have. Mm. But we saw this with Turkey for a long time in mm. the juries back in the day. They would send good songs, but they'd never get the points for it. Mm. And I guess this is kind of the same thing. So song 6.5, performance 6, fashion a 7 for nice. a 19.5. I gave song 7.5, performance 7.5, fashion 7. For a 22 from you, plus my 19.5 is a 41.5. And we're doing pretty well. Yugoslavia's picking up the pace a bit here. Mm-hmm. Brings us to our last song for the night. It was 1973. It's Zdravko Cholic with the song Gori Vatra, Fire is Burning, finishing 15th. Eight from Spain, six from Switzerland, and fives from Finland, Ireland, and Monaco. And this is a change of pace. What did you think? I'm just going to say it. You know what I think Yugoslavia's problem is? I think Yugoslavia's problem is they are too ahead of the curve. I think you tweak this music a bit and you could have a winning song today. Really? Yes. Because I'm listening to that song and I'm like, we just need to like pump it up a little bit. And you've got that, you know, like it's got that kind of sexy show vibes. We just got to like oomph up the dancing, do a little bit of tweak (laughs) to the music so it's not quite 70s, bring it more today. And I think you would have an absolute powerhouse. And I think maybe that could be the problem with some of these performances, some of these songs, especially the last few ones that we've seen. I think they're ahead of their time and we've seen it before. You know, uh, we're in the 70s, but people are winning with these sort of, you know, 50s kind of, I'm holding my lover's hand on a boat. Um, that's, not, that's not with the time, but that's what was winning Eurovision. And I think this is, yeah, I think this was ahead of the game. And I think that's why it didn't do well. I agree. It's very funky and Zravko is very theatrical. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the suit. <gasps> I just didn't vibe with it that much, Ooh. but he can absolutely perform hit those high notes. And you know what? I absolutely, I guarantee you some dreary nonsense from Western Europe ended up higher than this on the scoreboard. Uh, yeah. And it's an unjust, yeah, it's an injustice justice. that it happened. I like this. I think Europe was wrong. Everyone rocked in 1973. 1973 for me is the best contest of all time. Uh, song seven, performance seven, fashion a three. <gasps> Didn't like it. So 17 from me. I'm not a hater like you. I gave the song an eight, performance seven, fashion 7.5. Put that in your pipe. That's a 22.5 from you, plus my 17, 39 and a half. And that's where we're leaving it tonight. It's no question who our winner was this week. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of dispute between us, but Mm -hmm. overall, our favourite was 1971 Eurovision's Yugoslavian Liberace with a 48 out of 60. How do you feel, Liz? How do you feel about the first half of Yugoslavia? didn't realize that like Yugoslavia was really kind of killing it. Mm. 
They've had some strong stuff that Europe just has not responded to. Yeah. And again, I just think it, it's because, you know, and some of their songs, the thing is you could take and, you you know, you can still listen to today, I think, have aged well than a lot of other songs that have performed better at Eurovision. So I think a mm-hmm. lot of their stuff you could take out, you could put it in like a Nordic crime thriller today. Um, <laughs> and be like, sexy time, yeah. Well, if that doesn't sum it up, nothing else will, I think. (laughs) Hey, it's time for... Comment of the Week. Oh, yeah. Comment of the Week. Lay it on us, Lizzie. Oh, well, of course, there was only one year that we could go to that we're legally allowed to talk about, 1968, <laughs> it's gay abandoned in the forest. Shocking. How how <laughs> unpredictable that was. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I love how much people are loving this song in the comments. And there's a lot of people who are like, ha- have said the same thing as us. How did we not know this existed? Like, this is fabulous. Um, a song for Europe one month ago has just said, Fabulous! It's like a cuckoo clock from the Black Forest. It strikes every hour and these guys <laughs> pop out singing this. <laughs> oh, if only. Um, and someone who almost won Comment of the Week just for their, you know, name title, Cat's Rule. Yes, they do. Uh, has just said, this masterpiece should have at least 10 million views. Yet it does not even have half a million. Shocking. I know. <laughs> and we'll after you're through with it. What I love is that Cat's Rule has come back later <laughs> to see if it has got 10 million views and it still hasn't got 10 million views. <laughs> <laughs> and they've added the second time, how did this not win Eurovision? Multiple question marks. This is an absolute masterpiece. So beautiful, harmonic and not too repetitive. Unlike that year's winner, this song is criminally underrated. <laughs> Uh, but comment of the week has to go to Lorena Sigora, who I think pipped it right on the head when she's described 1968 Yugoslavia with these words. When you've got to play Eurovision at six, but pheasant hunt in the Lord's realm at seven. <laughs> pip, pip. Comment of the week, Lorena. Comment of the week. Fabulous. I love that one. Hey, that's another week done. We will see Woo! you next Friday. For Eurovision Forever Yugoslavia Part 2. If you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, please do at Duzpoir Podcast. Um, if you don't follow us on YouTube, yeah, you don't have to. There's not too much going on over there these days. I made so many videos that were just the compilation of all of our favourites, like, sorted out in order and it got like 12 views and I was like I'm not fucking doing all of this for 12 views I was one of those 12 I I I know so it's really 11 views which is not fun and I think I was like four of them myself so (laughs) honestly thank you to Alexander for watching the (laughs) other eight Alexander alone yeah Um, if you do want to support us, you can subscribe to our Patreon for just five bucks a month to help us keep this little monster running along uh, as it is. Otherwise, there's not much to say. Liz, do you want to take us out? Oh, I can I can write like I did like a sort of like 52 part song while I was sick in bed. I wrote a 52 part song about how much I love my cat and why. 
I can bang that out for you if you like. Oh, we're out of we're out of time. Oh, 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 the mic's died. The mic's died. Hey, little Tucklebot, you're so fleek. Hey, little Tucklebot, you're so sleek. See you next week. (laughs) Don't judge me.